0: Hey, beautiful people. This is Say It With Your Breast podcast, where we commune to listen to, learn with, and love on some of Louisiana's amazing female founders. We're all just navigating through business, relationships, and self-discovery. This is a no-judgment zone where everyone is empowered to speak up with conviction. As the Kevin Hart joke says, say it with your chest. Let's get into it. So, y'all, I am so excited to be chatting with Courtney from Mary Max today. She was a guest on Save With Your Breast for episode 25, and we talked about her journey from social work to being the first, okay, let me repeat, the first Black woman to own a doggy daycare in all of Louisiana. Okay, I don't know if y'all really understand, but being the first of anything, (laughs) Is a big mother loving deal so i'm so excited to talk with you again because now we get to catch up and see what you've been up to what's new it's been a little more than a year since the last podcast episode oh, and wow. now the accelerator together yeah girl was february 2021. So we have so much to update everybody on and share amazing updates and news and all that good stuff. And when I first checked in with her today, y'all, you know what she was doing? She was grooming because that's what she does. She works, okay? She's not just the business owner, but she's actually in it day in and day out. So kudos to you and thank you so much for agreeing to talk with me again. I appreciate you
1: thank you for
0: having me <laughs> absolutely so i know she's got to hopefully get back to you know her cute little puppy friends and family but we're going to still her for a moment and and get into this so let me get into her bio just a little bit and then we'll we'll start with some amazing questions if you're good with that okay cool let's um, get with it Good. So let me share a little bit with you all about Mary Max. Mary Max Doggy Retreat was founded by Courtney Williams in the fall of 2015. Okay, been out here. Fall of 2015, due to Courtney needing a pet sitter for her dog who suffered with severe suppression, uh, separation anxiety. And she knew that she wasn't the only person who was having this issue and was finding it hard to find a trusted dog sitter who understood pet anxiety and depression. So she combined her years of experience as a social worker and understanding separation anxiety and how it plays a major role in the lives of children and took that that amazing experience and combined that with her love of dogs. And now we have a a thriving company since 2015. So while pet parents are away, her amazing Max takes care of not only the grooming but boarding. They get to have fun and get social time together with other dogs. And realizing that each dog is different. Mary Max Doggy Retreat does not use just a one size fits all approach. She is very focused in reducing anxiety and depression through specialized enrichment activities. So that may include smaller group settings, maintaining that one to five ratio, structured play time, individualized attention, and other tailored activities designed to stimulate the mind while increasing confidence and self-control. Mind you, she's also been featured in New Orleans Magazine, The Biz Mag, Southern Jewish Life Magazine, Her Grit Magazine, and a host of other publications. So this is really be a
1: wait, opportunity. But oh, but wait, but more. <laughs> but wait, there's more since we yes, last talked. I've been featured on Google. Yes. Um, Yelp, Uh
0: Yahoo. Come on.
1: Um, the. Uh, U.S. Chamber, the Drew Barrymore oh, Show, oh, and People on. Magazine.
0: Come on now. Okay. Listen. Yes. You, it's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got four amazing press. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you too. Like you work so hard and you're so amazing in the fact that not just being the first, but you're still doing it. It's not like... You were the first for, you know, maybe a year, and you, you, unfortunately, or maybe things didn't work out. Like, no, she's been in it since 2015 and you deserve all of the accolades. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And so we recently did an accelerator together through Breakthrough NOLA, Um mm-hmm. that- through Chase Bank and Digital Undivided. Well, Digital Undivided and then with Chase Bank. And the whole point of the program was to support Black female founders and other women of color founders. So we had Latina founders as well. And it's amazing to, you know, bring all of that energy and ideas and innovation together. Women of color supporting each other and learning together, learning about marketing. We got a grant, we got mentorship and we met some amazing um I guess, industry professionals. So Mm -hmm. how was the program for you? you, What did you take away from it all? Oh, man, the program was great. Um, Mm -hmm. Again,
1: like, they did wonderful with pairing me with my mentor, Clay Smith. Um, And he's in finance, of course, with Chase Bank. And I just come, just with, I guess meeting with him he is a wealth of knowledge, and he knows uh he knows everyone in New Orleans by the way, and I just have like this like I don't know how to explain it, but through that connection with Chase, I feel like not chase with clay through chase Bank chase is probably gonna be um. The person or the bank that's going to give me the funding I need for expansion. Yeah. Okay? Because Mary yep. Max is busting at the scenes. We on top of each other <laughs> at this point. But wow. the program was amazing. The connections um, mm-hmm. with peers. I'm big on connections. That was amazing. And um, what else? Oh, the facilitators that they had. Yeah, that's it. I have nothing else to say. The facilitators, they did their thing.
0: They really did. And I had like I actually I, um, each session that we would have, I would have my note, my notepad and I would take, you know, we'd be taking notes. Mm-hmm. I'm working on updating my business plan right now and and, you know, updating all that good stuff. And I was going back through my notes like, man, there's some gems in here like I need to carry this mm-hmm. over. I mean, yeah, I agree. It was a really great program and just seeing everybody, what everybody's working on. And it's everybody's doing something different and unique and special. And I mean, and thank God that our mentors, I don't know what conversations they had with the mentors before we were paired up, but mm-hmm. I, everybody was like so happy with their mentor, at least from people I talked to. I know my mentor she worked quick like she was not playing any games what do you need what are your goals what can I do for you and when I tell you it was done like the next day she'd have a introduction email to somebody or send Mm me a resource or a link or whatever so and I actually was I was straight up with her and I don't know if any founders are gonna uh, other founders out there are gonna be listening I'm sure you will Um, but I told her honestly my first impression when I found out it was gonna be through Chase I was like oh okay you know, I was like, that's cool, because my my impression of Chase from like college days, they were the bank with like the worst fees. Like they were, it was like that was just like mm.
1: uh,
0: our experience. It was. And that could be just the town that I was in. You know, I don't know. But it's funny because I told her, I said, the fact that you all have such a diverse um just like you said, their diversity made me look at them a lot differently
1: and Mm -hmm.
0: all connected, how all the different roles are are working to help female founders or founders of color. And they're very added, like they're very straightforward about that. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to readjust my first impression. And and now I have this new impression. I think most large um, companies now have to do that. But at the same time, I can tell that it's very genuine with them because they use people who are local, like it's local New Orleans um, professionals who, you know, working with Chase, who are in the business community already. And so, yeah, kudos, all of that. It it really was. So before get deeper into Mary Max, I know that, you know, you grew up in New Orleans, right? Uh huh. Born and raised. Born and raised. So I want to hear first about you and understand more of your story. I know everybody can check out the previous episode. We talked a lot about this, uh, the origin story. But for those who may not have heard it, we're just going to do a quick little refresher. But I want to hear from you. You know, how was it growing up in New Orleans, and where did those seeds of entrepreneurship, where did they come from? Okay. All right. So um, I grew up on the west bank. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess they would call it the
1: west side of New Orleans, Um, in Terrytown. I lived a pretty sheltered life, (laughs) (laughs) and I saw nothing but uh, sunflowers and daisies. Like, I didn't see anything bad, (laughs) right? So Mm -hmm. I just started seeing bad negative stuff after I got out of college. That's how sheltered my
0: life was. Um, But they did. I mean, hey, that's hard to do in this city. So kudos to your family. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, I'm the oldest of
1: three. Mm -hmm. Uh, But entrepreneurship was in my blood because my mom, she wasn't an entrepreneur, but she was the helper. Like she saw the vision. Mm-hmm. And she was that person to help you get over to the next step. Yeah. Right? And so, with all of my... Because I tell anybody, I'm the only person that got eight godparents wow. in real life. Everybody, what most I- people got two. I got yeah. eight. And wow. so, with seeing that, my godmothers, who were all doctors, lawyers, teachers... They were entrepreneurs as well. So seeing them, it was just in my blood to be one in the community, doing something with the community to being an entrepreneur. And all my life, I never thought I would own a doggy daycare. I knew I would be an entrepreneur at some point,
0: but Mm -hmm. I thought
1: I was going to be a therapist where I have the little couch. That everybody come lay on <laughs> and, yes. and just, you know, tell me they stole? because that's all I saw. And as far as entrepreneurship, and so mm-hmm. um, it's when I got to college, I went to Clark Atlanta University where they kind of instilled in us one, find a way to make one, two, think outside of the box. And nice. so that's where my crazy out-of-the-box thinking came from. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. It's not that's... really much to me, um, but my entrepreneurship journey started with my mother mm-hmm. and my godmothers because they were all
0: entrepreneurs and they own are right. And like I said, in a community. Right. And as most, I mean, I'm mean going to just, you know, to be very upfront, most black women are the entrepreneurs of their family in general. And mm-hmm. if it, it doesn't matter if you're coming up with something that's in the market, you know, and it's on a website and it, nothing fancy, but you know, um, women of color are just creative as fuck. Like, I don't know <laughs> another way to <laughs> you say You know, <laughs> We're just very creative And um, and it's a similar You know, similar with me Is that you see, you see it And you kind of subconsciously Start to, I think, practice it Even though you don't You might not have a name for it You might not call it entrepreneurship But you're creating things You're coming up with ideas Trying stuff out Seeing what works, what doesn't work So mm-hmm. in 2015 What was that catalyst Where you went from okay, I have this issue with my pet and, you know, this is not... This can't be the only way. I mean, there's got to be a better way. What pushed you over between I have this energy and now I'm going to go for it? Like, what kind of pushed you into it? It had nothing to do with my dog. Oh, tell. Do tell. Nothing to do with my
1: dog. So let's Mm -hmm. be honest. Very few people know this. So... I was working at social work. I was burnt out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in on top of being burnt out, I was in a hostile work environment where the owner of the company was having me followed. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> real life. And I knew Mm-mm. it wasn't just me because keep in mind, I'm a trained behavioralist. Okay. Right. And so... I also heard the stories of other administrators at that time. They were telling stories of how it was a black SUV following them. And I knew when the black SUV started following me, Courtney, shut up. That is and, cr- bust, and bust a move. And so... I got quiet and I started praying. I said, Lord, I need to do something different that does not require me to go back to school because once, one, I'm tired of being a social worker. I don't want to practice social work anymore. Two, I need to get out of this job quickly because it's a hostile work environment. What can I do? I was already pet sitting as a hobby for friends and family and I was using it don't laugh but I was using never. that
0: money to get a weave so God. <laughs> this is so- getting even more interesting continue it, it's getting <laughs> more interesting right and so I was
1: using that money to get a weed. and i never forget I was talking to my friend Blue Bear at that time I said man I gotta bust some move I can't do this any longer mm-hmm. and I don't want to go back to school. And he said, well, what can you do, fat? I said, I don't know. And just so happened, I was scrolling on Snapchat, and I saw a picture of my dog, Gabbana. I said, I'm about to open up a doggy daycare." And he said, what? I said, yep. I said, oh, I'm about to open up a doggy daycare That requires no school time. And when I did the research, doggy, anything in the pet industry is recession-proof. And I said, why not? I like dogs. I've always been around dogs. And he said, well, Fat, what you going to name it? I don't know. Let's figure this out. And as I was writing my resignation letter, I was LLCing Mary Max Doggy Retreat. So I officially started doing Mary Max as a hobby in 2015 because friends and family asked me to keep their dogs. There was no problem. 2017 mm-hmm. is when I LLC'd as I was quitting my job from burnout and being in a hostile work environment. And the right. name Mary Mac's doggy retreat came from my mother because her name was Mary Mac. That was her mm-hmm. nickname. And I said, well, Mary Mac's doggy retreat sounds cute and fancy. It does. <laughs> and he said, Well, that's long. I don't care if it's long or not. It (laughs) sounds cute and fancy. And so I LLC the name Mary Max Doggy Retreat. And that is how Mary Max was born because I quit my job a week before Thanksgiving and put up ads on Craigslist.
0: Not Craigslist. So you made it work. Like you were like, no, I'm making this work. I'm out. I'm done. I'm um, yes, yeah. Yes. something right. new. So for an example, came up with the name at eleven o'clock.
1: LLC. The name at eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. Wrote five resignation letters. Eleven forty-five. <laughs> went to lunch and they never came back. One o'clock. Had ads <laughs> up on Groupon, Living Social, and what? on Craigslist. The next day. I was booked and busy with dogs. And my yep. brother said, I ain't never seen nobody quit their job, still go out to eat, and buy this, and buy that a week before Thanksgiving. And I said, boy, help me get this tree out this car. Wow. <laughs> and yo, that yo, is listen, how listen. Mary Max was born.
0: Wow. So it was really you know what's funny? And I'm I'm just I'm so inspired by you in so many ways. And I hope everyone listening is as well. I know you are, but what's so crazy is I don't know what it is, but there's something about, I think, and I I may have said this before, I don't remember, but the power of momentum. Like when you have something, you move, like move on it. I feel like there are so many people who end up, you know, upset and bitter because they sat on something rather than just move, go go get the LLC, go like... Go on um, GoDaddy and reserve the name, go get your website name, like do what you got to do and just make it start moving. Some mm-hmm. it might move fast, you might move slow, but don't sit still. And I admire the fact that you had something on your mind, it was on your heart and you just did it. And it was organic like that. Like, that's that's amazing. So in that time, and I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to I really want to ask you a little bit more about your um, your founder background and your founder story. But I understand that, you know, the pets and all of that is amazing. So you all have to check out the other episode for that. But I want to really get into some of the business of it all. So now you have this idea, you're ready to roll. What were you? Because I know and I'm going to just share with, you know, as you're kind of sharing, but just keep it short. This is not about me. This is about Courtney. But very similar story in that had an idea was like, whatever. This is what I want to call it. I'm naming it. What feels good to me? I'm reserving the name. I'm reserving the website. Boom, 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 boom. I wasn't thinking about money. Now, when you started, I know you were leaving a job. I was kind of doing the same, but it, it wasn't that quick, girl. You were like, boom, boom, boom. When mm-hmm. you did it, were you thinking about business plan? Were you thinking about funding plan? Or were you more like, no, I just need to start. I need to just get it rolling. What? Where was your mind? I, so everything happens when it's supposed to.
1: Yeah. I was just rolling okay and so when i first when i first llc'd and i was throwing that stuff out on and in, not indeed on craigslist and group on and stuff um we i was doing it in my home and my theme was going to be affordable pet care right i had no business plan i had no plan at all i was just out there hustling legit going to festivals a dog park anything With the ugliest business cards I could find on Vistaprint at the time. The things were ugly.
0: (laughs) This was 2015, so they weren't. weren't (laughs) So we'll let you slide. Okay.
1: Yeah, they were ugly. (laughs) And so I actually got my logo before I had a business plan. I'll never forget, um, Mm -hmm. old co-worker from Georgia. Came to New Orleans and she was like, oh, meet us for dinner. And I met her for dinner. And there was this guy there. He was in college at the time at Xavier. And I was telling him about my business and this, that, and the third. And he asked me two questions. He said, and he knew nothing about business either. He said, are you Apple or are you Dell? I said, I want to be Apple. He says, Mm -hmm. okay, are you Macy's and Target? or are you Walmart in a dollar store? I said I'm Macy's and Target. He said, mm-hmm. Can I create your logo? I said yes. That boy created the logo at the restaurant on his cell phone. Wow. For under a hundred dollars. Come on, that get is some... why, that Come is why on. my logo is not changing. So when you think of Mary Max, you uh-huh. see me. Because at the time I'm a black woman, not mm-hmm. too many black women. Are in pet care, uh, owning pet, owning a doggy daycare and I used right. to wear a blue dress
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so that's how he created okay. the logo that was 2017 okay, okay. Um, the very big, the very latter part of 2017, beginning of 2018 still no business plan uh-huh. I felt like I needed a business coach because I know oh. nothing about business. <laughs> uh-huh. And just so happened, I went out to dinner with this lady, and she was telling me about this guy she knew. And I hadn't asked her a question about a coach. And she said he does business coaching.
0: Oh, I wow. said, we have
1: his information. She gave it to me. Mm-hmm. I hired him to be my business coach. Nice. Done. So, We talking, and he said, do you have a business plan? I said, no. He said, well, start with the end in mind. He said, write out, one, a vision for yourself for five years. Two, a vision for your business for five years. Write Mm -hmm. out everything you want to do and accomplish. Did that. While talking to him, he said, you need a niche. Well, what's the niche? Because I don't know. He said, you said you want to be Apple, Target, and Macy's where they're not cheap. And you're offering your services dirt cheap. And with offering your services dirt cheap come a lot of problems. Yeah. I said, well, there's this convention in Atlanta for dogs that I want to go to. Well, I think you should go. Mm -hmm. Went to the convention. Still no business plan. I just got a business (laughs) name. It was throwing my stuff out on Craigslist at this point. Went to Atlanta. Was introduced to the dog gurus. Wow! They started talking about dog anxiety. Then mm-hmm. I was introduced to these women up out of California. They started talking about CBD oil. At the is same it- time, my I brother got- texting me a picture of my dog who had broke out of the cage, took the ball out the cage off the cage, no. had a nice little square, and I'm like, "Where is his teeth?" That's the first question I asked. What is his teeth? Come back to New Orleans. Bring my dog to the vet. A vet who had a radio show at the time in New Orleans. And I was going, so I was like, I was going once a month. Mm-hmm. And she said, Courtney, your dog has anxiety. My dog got what? I know dogs had anxiety. What's the, What's anxiety? Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, a few days ago, I was just introduced to dog anxiety, so I go back to that notebook that I'm taking notes in. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Dog anxiety, it's a real thing. Well, Doc, how do you treat dog anxiety? Well, you can't. We can't treat dog mm-hmm. anxiety, so I go to my good friend Google, and I'm- Google. I it- mean, <laughs> t-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Google is telling
1: me all this good stuff that you can do. So then I talk to a dog trainer. Then I put two and two together. That's the same thing I'm doing with these children in social work. What you mean I can't treat dog anxiety? Okay. Bam. Our niche market is going to be dogs with anxiety because they're harder to care for. Yeah. Bam. We're going to be a boutique because when you have more than six dogs in a room and they already got anxiety, you're going to have problems. So I'm researching New Orleans. New Orleans don't offer nothing about this. Keep in mind, we about in June. We in June at this point and I still don't have a business plan. Okay? Okay. We in June of 2018. I still don't have a business plan. I'm still working Mm -hmm. as a social worker. Wow. So then I go to my job. I say, y'all, look, I don't want to do this no more. I'm not giving, because I was giving them over time because I always worked with, the wild cases could nobody else work with, right?
0: girl, the I'm same. Like,
1: I'm like, look, I'm gonna give, <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a guarantee, thirty two <laughs> hours. But after thirty two, I ain't giving me y'all no more. I'm working on my own business. They were like, all right, mm-hmm. whatever. They didn't take me seriously. Still in 2020, 20, uh, eighteen. So at the time, I was offering the service. I still offer the service, but I don't push it. I was Mm -hmm. offering a service called Bridal Party because I thought it was cute. I said, oh, if I got married, I want to have my dog in a wedding. And I was telling my business coach, I said, they got the bridal show. And um, I just can't afford to go participate. He said, you got business cards? I said, yeah. He said, don't I refer to you as the hip-hop dog whisperer? I said, yeah. He said, (laughs) well, what do hip-hop people do? They break the rules all the time. Break the rules. I said, well, how do I break the rules? He said, what time is start? I said, 4 o'clock. Well, set up is between 11 and 2. I said, mm-hmm. I'll be down. He said, get there for 12 and be out of there before 1.30. Got there at 12 and walked in there. And was nobody checking for me because they didn't know I existed. And I started passing out my business cards mm-hmm. to the wedding vendors not knowing that one of the vendors was the writer for the bridal show like the producers she wrote yep. for the magazines and everything wow. she took a liking to me because she had a dog and she said well i'll be in touch the next week she she called me she said listen we haven't an event at the Harris Hotel, and I'm gonna get the words wrong, but it had something to do with high heels, high balls, and high hats. Okay, <laughs> okay. And I said, Okay, it was a charity event. I said, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go, I'll participate. She said, Typically, it's three thousand dollars for a vendor to participate, but because we had a vendor to cat to to uh flake out at the last moment. We're going to give it to you for 500 and we're going to Uh give you a model dressed like a dog. I said, what? (laughs) I go to my daddy. Daddy, I ain't got $500. Can you give me $500? I really want to participate. He said, okay, cool. And I said, oh, shit. What am I going to sell? I ain't got nothing to Mm -hmm. sell. I'm going to make the money back. Sitting on Pinterest, I see still no business plan. I see Mason Jaws with dog treats in it. And burlap. So what I do, I go to Michael's. I buy $100 yep. worth of mason jars. I go to the Dollar Tree and buy, I don't know, $20 worth of dog trees. Put mm-hmm. them in mason jars with a nice burlap ribbon with my business card on it and selling it for $25. I wow. made $2,000 that day, right? Well, I profited a, a 1500 Mm-hmm. right? Well, maybe let's just say I profited 1350 So... Then, in the midst of doing that, there's this lady come by. Are you, do you have a bank? I don't have a bank account for my business. I said, uh, No, mm-hmm. I, I don't. The only bank account I had was PayPal. She said, Well, come on over to Fidelity Bank. We have this program called Power. We would love for you to enroll. So I mm-hmm. go. They love my personality because I show up with this big personality. I do that by design, but we'll talk about that later. Uh So I, I show up. She said, it takes all you need is $50 to open up an account. I gave her $100. Let me start a checking account and a savings account. Be in the power program. Once I spoke with her, she said, I want you to participate in this program with the Urban League. Still, now, we in July of 2018 at this point. She said Mm -hmm. the deadline ends today Can you put in the application today? I said well I got my laptop Pull out my laptop Put in the application Next thing you know I'm in a program with the Urban League A week later That is when I got a business plan Nice
0: That is when I got a business plan So this was how So all in all about how many months After you had already started A year and a half OK, see, look, I'm I'm about the same at the moment because I'm, you know, every program that, you know, we've done, you mm-hmm. get a little bit more of your plan. Like you get a little bit more of like, OK, when I'm thinking about marketing, what do, what do I need to think about when I'm thinking about, you know, the legal side and protecting my business? Mm-hmm. What do I think about? So it does kind of take some time, I think, to really mm-hmm. put a solid plan because you, you want to infuse experience too. You know what I'm saying? Not just yes, put it. Especially when there's no blueprint. Yeah. You gotta kinda live it for a little while and, and feel it out. And yes. I think that's totally okay. So tell me this, with your plan, do you go back to it and kind of readjust things like every maybe every quarter or how do you how do you really use it to kind of help fuel Can we e- be honest?
1: If we're being honest.
0: Yeah.
1: The first time I touched that business plan was last year, which was Mm -hmm. 2021 from 2018. I've accomplished everything on that business plan. So it was time to revamp that business plan and revamp it for expansion. That's a good yeah. because when i first created that business plan i was in my house with nothing but a dream.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Okay,
1: and when i did that business plan i was offering services that i no longer offer.
0: Mhm. So you've I, grown and it has to grow with you.
1: And it has to grow with you.
0: Um right.
1: and so now i'm at the point to where i readjusted i i i revisited Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to revisit every year, yeah, because my dreams change, and so <laughs> i I do a vision board every December, nice and private, and so when I do my vision board, I do my vision board first, and once I complete my vision board, I go back and I readjust my business plan to mimic my vision board, mhm. And so I can know I'm still on track. I'm still on target with what the plans are for the business.
0: Right. And I think it's amazing that um, you and and this is one note. And I'm using this really to help other founders out there who um I know really want to hear from other founders because that's where we really learn and the reality is very true is that it comes from you and I, and one I just did like a recent interview with um I forgot um if this was a podcast interview or what but I was asked about that like if you know you had some advice I think that was with the Vino folks if you had some advice for other people and I really tell people like you have to know yourself like from Courtney's Experience and her stories and everything you've heard—it's very clear that she knows herself. She knows what she wants. She knows how to envision and take the time needed to really sit with yourself and say, "What do I want? What do I feel my my company needs (laughs) next?" And then draft the next version of your plan based on your experience, your numbers, your your customers, and like you said your vision at the end of the day, you know? So I think that's amazing that you do a vision board and then start revamp, you know, updating your plan and not Mm -hmm. allow your vision, but you're letting the vision control the plan. So kudos to you. So tell me this. Absolutely. So I know a lot of people are in different stages of their, their companies and some have maybe been, um, in business for many years, some may just be starting over or maybe starting for the first time. What would be your advice when it comes to um, hiring and keeping staff, not just one Ooh. side of it, but like keeping them there? What, what's what been your experience overall and okay. what do you have? Babe, that's my biggest headache, my biggest burden and my biggest stressor is staffing. Really? It is, it is, it is.
1: But mm-hmm. it's also been a blessing. Um, I I could tell you where I went wrong, but I'm going to tell you where I went right.
0: First. Yeah, please. Because yeah.
1: Um, you can hire any Joe, anybody. And at one point in time, I was just hiring bodies to put a body in a position. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I was listening to my mentors, and they said, "Cause you know, we went through the program, and they talked about this. Mm-hmm. Who are your ideal clients? You could tell me who your ideal client is, cause you know them. You know who you want to target. But when you think about staffing, think the same way. Who are your ideal employees? Ooh, mm-hmm. where do they? Where do they live?" What household do they come from? How do they dress? What do they smell? Where do they eat? Wow. What do they look like? hmm And so because I took all of July of twenty twenty one to think about this because I was just done with staffing at that point because I hadn't went through too much. Mm-hmm. And then doing my research, I found that Target Chick fil A. Starbucks, who I want to mimic, Mm -hmm. they have a particular process that they use for their staff. And they Mm -hmm. also have incentives for their staff. Mm -hmm. And they also have the least amount of turnover. That's big. And so I went in, I started studying, because all this stuff is online. What's Mm -hmm. the hiring process? Who do they target? How do
0: they solicit their information? Yeah, right. That and all matters. Like you really that, don't think about it initially, but that, from experience, it sounds like you know <laughs> that that matters. And who is your dream team? Right? Mm-hmm. What do your dream team look like?
1: Now I got mm-hmm. the dream team, but things are falling through. Right? You're mm-hmm. done. I'm on the phone. I'm sorry. It's okay. How about the This we ain't gonna talk about it. Anyway, so who is your dream team? Mm-hmm. So we having a dream team. They can be wonderful, but if they're not trained properly, are they really a dream team? Mm-hmm. So in identifying the dream team, you also have to create and streamline your onboarding processes. And your training, Mm -hmm. right? And in my experience, because I'm dealing with delicate dogs, Mm -hmm. with
0: delicate life, my staff need to be trained every week. So you guys do trainings every week together as a group? We do trainings every week. Mm -hmm. And
1: I can say, some weeks are better than others. Sometimes mm-hmm. life gets in the way and the yeah. trainings may fall by the wayside. But it's to you have to get back on track with your trainings because mm-hmm. your staff got to be trained to run your business. Because well, well, no, go they, ahead, I'm sorry. your staff, they're an extension of you. Mm-hmm. So your what's staff got
0: to be on board for you, like outside of just because it sounds like we know that it, when it comes to, you know, grooming and boarding, most most of us understand just of what's required. But as a founder, there are certain things, like you said, when you're hiring, when you're looking, when you're envisioning your dream team, there's certain qualities that stand out where, you know, you can leave your Whatever it might be, whatever that task is in the hands of someone who will care for it as much, if not more than you do. So what's been maybe one of those biggest gaps that's been able to be filled with staff that you've entrusted? You know, is it the business side where they're answering the calls for you or checking the mail or running errands? Like what's been the biggest it's, help due to hiring?
1: Okay. Um, all of it. So, mm-hmm. One, I need to know that you're trustworthy. Right. People get Mm -hmm. on my nerves. I need to know that you're trustworthy. So when hiring, I look for, one, accountability. Right? I need to know that you can be, that I can count on you, that if I give you a task, that you're going to complete that task. Mm
0: -hmm. Two, I
1: need to know that you're trustworthy. Right? Because I can't train trust. That's true. I, I can't. I can't train yeah. trust. hmm Two, so, with three? Personality, because personality a make or break a business. Mm-hmm. I need to know you got a bomb personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and for an example, because um, I was in my business working hot and heavy, I was attacked by a dog in May.
0: Oh, my
1: God. I'm that, so- oh, yeah, That's it was scary. rough. That is it, scary. It, it, it was rough, but I had to lean on my staff to run my business for six weeks. Mhm Wow. I had to I had to lean on them for six weeks because I couldn't physically come in there. Yeah. Oh my god. And they did their thing. They, that that let me know that they were trustworthy and was ready for more responsibility.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful, though, that you can that you put together a plan in mind and a vision toward what you want your staff to look like. They live up to it. But on top mm-hmm. of that, you continue, that helps to build the trust back and forth. They, they build trust in you. You go trust in them. So that's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also with my team, I promote self-care. Oh, man, I promote it and i mm-hmm. also promote team building um mm-hmm. exercises because my team we small yeah we like a family yeah we're legit like a family so we celebrate birthdays around here we go hard for the employees birthdays yeah we have pool parties i love it when we go to the pool we um what else we do um we have movie night where we mm-hmm. all gather and go to the movies. We have
0: um we I, I let them pick the activity and that's the activity we do. That's so cute. How often do y'all do your um
1: Monthly. your your
0: team building? Okay, so that's every month. Every month we doing it. hmm Do you find every that? Um, is that works for you guys versus doing it every quarter, every year? It's better to make sure that you're staying up to date with your team pretty constantly. It, because
1: because we're so small, we're able to do it so often. Yeah. I think if we were much bigger, it would be harder. Mm-hmm. Um I actually was in a co-working space yesterday and I was listening to the lady speak and she was saying how when they were meeting in the office, they knew a a lot of personal things about each other and was able to feed off each other. And, you know, they had that family team because they were doing things like they would go out to lunch together and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, dang, okay. So that works for them. And I also see it's working for us, but I also heard in that same conversation when the team got much larger they weren't able to do it as much and she started to see the gaps in her uh, business. Mhm. I was like, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, and so then you want to stay up with it and make sure you're you're continuing to do it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because my mama always told
1: me, when you treat your employees good, mm-hmm. they treat you, they're going to go above and beyond. And yeah. Um, I try to go above and beyond for them.
0: That's awesome, though, that you guys do that and you and you stick with it. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hold you forever. uh, You've given so many gems for business owners and founders out there. So you guys, please, again, make sure you check out episode 25 because she does share more of her founder story and how it was named and about the pets and about pet anxiety. And I know we got some pet parents out there. So please check that one out as well. So before we before we head out, though, I want to ask you, you talked about this a little bit with your team in terms of really promoting self-care with them. What do you do? What is? Do you have a mantra that you go back to or you have a certain relaxation practice that helps to keep you or help, help you rebound from all of the responsibilities um. of being a founder?
1: I had one and I've gotten away from it. And so I'm re-identifying what that mm-hmm. looks like for me now. Yeah. And right now, yoga has been calling my name mm, and okay. meditation. So I I will be starting yoga this week just mm-hmm. to see how that works. But I also do this thing Um, I heard somebody tell me that they do it. um, This was some years ago. But every three months, once a quarter, they have a think week where they're off for an entire week. They cut off Uh their phone. They go away. They spend time reading, thinking, praying, and meditating. Uh, And (laughs) I'm not able to do a full week anymore, but Mm -hmm. I can for sure do three to four days. And so... I I have think weeks where I schedule every three months time all for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that includes shutting the business down, because I have no problem shutting that bad boy down for a few days.
0: Oh, my God. Y'all hear that? I know <laughs> is like throwing up a little bit. Like, what? You do what? <laughs> but you really have to do that sometimes. Like, you really do. Like, yeah you got my
1: my customers know they know yo we have shut down self care moments like we actually were supposed to have one two weekends ago but there was a glitch in the system and we ended up having like seven boarders seven dogs boarding oh and wow
0: i'm
1: like we were supposed to be off this weekend everybody was off but just so happened, my assistant manager, who was off the week before, he said, I got it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Y'all take y'all weekend to yourself. I had the week off prior. I'll work the weekend. And he did. And
0: we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to ourselves that's to great. relax. Yeah, that's great. Well, I hope that you continue your journey, your, you, your yoga journey as well. I think um, it's just so important when you have so your brain is constantly working and thinking and planning and strategizing and you're responding to the phone calls and the dogs and the employees and the customers where you have that time to just be still and quiet like that. That's important.
1: Mm-hmm. It's important. You.
0: Yeah, so what's next and where can people find out more information? Okay, what's next? Um, retail has been calling my name. <laughs> oh,
1: uh, uh, what are we about to get into? Retail. So I have a shampoo and um, conditioner line <gasps> out called Lux, but I'm going to revamp it. I'm going okay. to revamp it. I'm going to okay. revamp it because I wasn't yeah. pushing it like I needed to. But Don't thanks to one of it, our peers it, we get in the excited. breakthrough program,
0: <laughs> huh? I said, we get excited when you say shampoo and conditioner around here. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thanks to one of our peers that was in the breakthrough program, she inspired me. And didn't even
0: know she did.
1: And she so did. I'm going hmm. to revamp the shampoo and conditioner line. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also bringing in some dog toys because you know everything I do is based off of something I needed or went through and because uh-huh. I have a new dog named Cardi G she's an aggressive chewer so I'm going to focus on the big dogs with the aggressive chewing and keeping them mentally occupied um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to bring in some toys for that mm-hmm. and we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see about because the holiday is coming up like a little gift box 'Cause I like yeah. buy a Christmas presents for my dog. So maybe like a little gift box that I have stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um and yes, maybe some even maybe some apparel for the owners too. So that that's definitely what you're going to see in the next
0: upcoming months is retail. hmm i love it congrats 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 because i already know it's gonna be a hot hit and it's funny because i was in a um a c one of the local cbd stores and they have a whole wall just for pets like it's like just a wall for pet cbd related stuff and Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god i know just who i have to tell but of course you already know stuff but i was like oh my god this is so cute like you know, and then we're getting into hurricane season, so it storms like all the time right now. And God, hopefully we, you know, we don't have a major one, but yes, yeah, so look to Courtney. Make sure y'all go to Mary Max for all of your pet needs because more is coming. And where can they follow you? And what's the website? Okay, the website is um, www.marymaxdoggyretreat.com.
1: That's M A R Y M A C S. D-O-G-G-I-E, because we bougie retreat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram under MM underscore doggy retreat. Uh same with Facebook is Mary mm-hmm. Max Doggy Retreat. LinkedIn is uh M M Doggy Retreat. And if you want to follow my personal Instagram, is don't laugh, Courtney Wu. That's K-O-U-R-T-N-E-I underscore Wu.
0: I'm not laughing. I'm laughing because you're telling me not to
1: laugh, but I'm not laughing I, at you. Because people ask me, where does the Wu come from? And, and why do I spell Courtney like that on social media? And it was because it was two reasons. Quick story. One... Mm-hmm. Because I worked in social work and I was the person, one, that was removing children from the home and also going in front of the judge to letting them know if this person is a good parent or not, I was receiving death threats. So no. that's where the alias with the social media came from. Mm-hmm. Two, the woo, my eyes are slanted and people always ask me if I had Asian in my family and if I was Belasian. Ew.
0: It's a- <laughs> That's where the wool came from. Well, that is actually cute. <laughs> That's cute. And I would not have, I really, okay, I would have wondered, like, is that why she's doing that? But I don't think I would have had the nerve to ask you that. <laughs> That's so silly. Yeah. I like yeah. it, though. I like it. So we'll definitely follow. And I just realized I wasn't following your personal one on LinkedIn. So I have a pending friend request. Please I'm and thank <laughs> For sure the For street probably sure. laughing at me. I'm in mean, a little different dance. <laughs> Listen, enjoy your life. Okay, you work hard. Enjoy every moment possible. Again, sure. I want to say thank you so much. I mean, you have shared so many gems. I just I hope you understand and I, I know all the business owners listening have been taking some notes and thinking about things in different ways cuz I know I am. So again, thank you so much. Go enjoy. Please have fun with the our pet friends or our—I don't know—we call your pet children, four-legged children. I call them my furry dog doggies. I like that furry dog doggies. We'll go with that. All right, but peace and love. Thank you so much. All right, see ya. Thank you.